The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one yes the matchmaking crowns are back on our heads and i do mean matchmaking crowns more on that in a moment as we're following we're coming through after ufc vegas 79 an unfortunate ending to the event and the main event but in the end batush gamrod gets the biggest win of his ufc career although it wasn't in the fashion that he would have liked it to happen but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But thank you for joining us. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, the man who quite possibly broke onto the next one forever. He is my best friend, Alexander K. Lee. AK, how are you? My best friend. Check the tapes. I think we have to move the segment to the top of the show today, especially given the uh, somber, disappointing end to UFC Vegas 79. And otherwise, I thought pretty decent card. Uh, I know the first few prelims didn't, you know, maybe didn't light anyone's hair on fire. But after the disqualification, I think it got pretty good. I think we had several good fights that went the distance. We had some good finishes. I liked UFC Vegas 79. It's, it's, and if we got a banger of a main event, I think it would totally change how people look back on it. Now, it's, I mean, it, it wasn't going to be an event that we were going to be talking about like at the end of the year, probably. But now it's, now I'll be talking about like in a bad way. Feels, I saw someone asking me, like, is this a, was this a, one of the worst cards of the year? And I was like, not even close. It was a good card. It was a good card with a really, uh, the slow start and a really unfortunate ending. But can we check the tapes, Mike? Can we, can we start off with the check the tapes? Yes, because I, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I said in our Slack channel, but, I, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it here. 
Very rare. We're, we're pretty humble guys, AK. We are pretty are, humble guys. Okay. Very rarely do we toot our own horns. We don't brag. We don't say things like that, like that are just completely crazy. But I'm going to go out and do something I have probably never done since covering this sport. This program is officially the second most influential podcast in all of MMA right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the MMA Hour, Ariel Hawani, number one with a bullet. But I think after the matchmaking we have had that have been put together by the Ultimate Fighting Championship over the last couple of weeks, especially Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there is no doubt in my mind that the matchmakers are listening to this program because there are so many fights that were made based on the voices of you and I, including Khalil Roundtree versus Osman Mirzakhanov. That is one of the fights. Technically, I'm, I'm still taking the Os- the Otno point because I picked the fight. I wanted that to be an Apexy main event. However, there's not a lot of room for Apexy main events for the rest of the year. So that washes itself out. That's an Otto point. We got Matt Frivola versus Benoit Saint-Denis oh, friends at forever. Madison Square Garden. Nailed friends, that one as well. Friends forever. Friends forever. That friends was a forever. Great we both we, nailed that um, one. Crushed it. Crushed it. And there are just so many other fights. I'm just like, someone had asked, like, oh, Mike, how are you doing this? I'm like, this is by far the best year I've had with Otto points. This is by far the most Otto points I've ever had. So I was feeling pretty good. I even tweeted out on Friday on my day off. I'm like, apparently I got all of the Otto points today. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. And then. And then, AK, Friday night, Dana White starts to yell and scream. <laughs> and he announces that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is going to fight Shafkat Rachmanov December 16th at UFC 296. But that wasn't all, AK. That wasn't all. Because they freaking did it, AK. They freaking did it. The fight that I hated from Jump Street that you, that you put out there, fight that I grew into a little bit more. As the years went by and the time went by, and then I started to really hate it again, but Dana White made it. We are going to get December 16th at UFC 296, Patty Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson, AK. You have broken Otno. I know you, do, you probably don't like this comparison, but you might be, I, I was going to say you're the Sean Strickland of on to the next one mm-hmm. in, in just shattering rankings and everything as we know it but Mm -hmm. you might be the alex Pereira at least of on to the next one because (laughs) you've broken rankings you have broken otno points you've broken the otno bank account the currency the value of it has jumped through the roof since you made this happen please tell people how you're feeling a lot of people are blaming you for this but you were the first one to put this out there Everyone thought you were ridiculous, myself included. And guess what? We are getting this fight December 16th, whether we like it or not. And it's your fault, AK. Uh, people blaming me slash thanking me for making <laughs> for, bringing, for bringing this fight into the world. Shoutouts to... There was a few early adopters of this particular Otno uh, a crypto printing. Uh, I know... Shoutouts to my man Francesco in Italy. I know he's been saying he wants some credit. And I, I do think... He, I don't know if he was there with me day one, but certainly early on. It felt so crazy to see it. Actually, I wasn't sure. I I, I didn't. See, I, I saw that later. I think I was out, or there was a reason I couldn't be near a computer or device and receiving messages. So I saw it. And I was like, I was like, what is going on? At the same time, Mike, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. So I was thrilled. I don't remember. I know you hated it. I don't remember. I was trying to find the audio. I couldn't remember exactly which episode I called this on. I I feel like you said this was never going to happen. 
I feel like you said they were never going to make this matchup. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I couldn't oh, find I, the proper receipts. I probably receipts. did say that. And then <laughs> I kind of felt like Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green was going to be a closer fight than it was. And then like, as we were getting into that one, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. And then watching Bobby Green just splatter Tony Ferguson all over the octagon and how sad we all felt about it. I was like, they can't, they can't make this fight. Because the way Bobby Green won the fight, Patty Pimlet's going to do it like way worse. But I will say this, AK, as much as I dislike this, I am holding out hope because of Tony. Because in a year like this, if Tony Ferguson beats Patty Pimblett, this might be the funniest thing that's ever happened in the history of the sport. It would, it would just be, it would shatter everything. Like Patty Pimblett would be donezo. Like he would just be the UFC London guy, just winning squash matches the rest of the way. And then Matt Frivola and him are going back and forth. They book Matt Frivola against freaking Benoit Saint-Denis. And then they give Matty Pimblett to Tony Ferguson the next, like that yeah. same day. It, the whole thing is just bananas to me. Frivola having a good time with it all. Man, this is crazy. I, I that, didn't think this would happen. I just, this is such bad matchmaking. My, my best friend, that's why I know. This is why I love this matchup because the possibility of Ferguson winning, I think is, is hilarious. It's fantastic. That is true. I, yeah, I think I think this is why I laid, how I laid it out the first time. I, I I was trying to tell people this isn't a booking like just to give uh, Patty an easy win. I don't think it is an easy win. I think he'll be considerably favored. I don't know if opening odds would drop. I think he'll have to minus three eighty. Well, that's a lot. I was gonna say, and 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 fair, fair enough. Ferguson is in a terrible run of form. Six straight losses now. Seven straight losses. Um, something like that. And they've been, you know, they've been pretty ugly outside of a couple of rounds here and there that he may have won. It's been a, it's been bad. These are, these are bad losses, bad losses against very good competition, but bad losses nonetheless. So I guess I understand the odds there. Uh, I, again, I thought this should have been booked sooner, but either way, it still always felt like it was trending in this direction. And then Patty, you know, has injuries, has to take this time off. And then I'm really like, oh, wow, like he needs a a notable fight to come back to. Like, I don't think they just bring him back and say, let's ease Patty back into it. I think they look for a name. And I'm like, that name is still there. That name is still Tony Ferguson. I thought it was Tony Ferguson months ago when we talked about this. I still think, I still thought it was. And it's just, it's great. And and I think what people hate about the most is, when people say they hate the matchup, they they mean they hate the idea of Patty Pimblett just like 30-26-ing Tony, just grappling into the ground, wrestling, just beating him on the ground, which is very likely. That's that minus three eighty. That's what we're talking about when you see those odds. But at the same time, uh, it might not go that way. And even if it does, then then the UFC kind of got what they wanted, right? They get a notable name on Patty Pimlet's resume. It's not a name anywhere near its prime. But if he beats Tony Ferguson, dominates him forever on his resume, is I dominated Tony Ferguson. And I think for I think for a lot of fighters, uh, they'd love to have that, regardless of circumstances. So I am so I am pleased as punch, Mike. I'm pleased as punch that this one happened. Uh, I, I I don't know how many. I, I thank you, everyone, for reaching out again and 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 giving me my props. There were so many people. Uh, I've never been happier about a pick. I know it's not. Uh, I know it's not the best fight from I don't know meritocracy from a you know oh this is gonna be a fight of the night banger. I don't know maybe I don't think so. But just using the logic, the logic and reasoning and science that we have established on this show. It proves the system works. The system works. The Otno system works. We've been doing this show now for two years now? Longer? I think 
I, you know what? Like after this fight was made, I like one of the, I was walking my dog this morning and I wanted to just go back and see how many episodes <laughs> we had done. Cause this started what people maybe not remember is this started as a write up. Like yeah. we're writing out, like we're conversing back and forth in writing form. And then the great Brian Tucker is like, why don't you just do it as a podcast? And it's been almost three years. I think, I think we started maybe like the fall of 2020. It was 2020 had, for sure. I think, and we've had moments, Mike, where people have questioned us. People have questioned, like, "Oh, this fight's crazy. This fight's not going to happen." Uh, we've we've missed out on fights that we'd hoped for. Like, I, I we pushed what Dominic, Dominic Cruz, Frankie Edgar for years. You know, we, we never got. Although Dominic Cruz never got it. You know, we got all these great fights we never got. But this proves the science works. This, you know, the, and and our show is is doing good things. And like you said, at points, even making fights happen. You did I, you did a heck of a morning. I think you had a heck of a morning headline. Like is 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 Tony Ferguson the fight to make for Patty Pimblet? And I'm like, yes. We we are very much putting this out of the universe. And finally, it has uh, it has become reality. Man, 296 is pretty ridiculous, huh? We get Leon versus Colby, which is I mean, the reaction to that fight is kind of people just want to see it so we can move this division along a little bit, whether you think Colby deserves it or not. Then we have. You might, and then I was thinking about like the prediction show. This might be the year of the raw dog, AK. Like it might actually end. We might actually can, end the year this way. Can you? I ha, we. I think we we all agreed it, it was likely he would get a title shot somehow. Uh, whether it was against Moreno, whether it was against someone beating Moreno, which is what happened. And now, yes, it's just squeaking in there, Mike. It's squeaking in there for the end of the year, and I think it's going to happen. I don't think I've gotten any prediction right. Uh, you know, when we do those, who's going to hold the title by the end of the year? Uh, as far as a new champion, I think I've gotten it right saying like, "Oh, this person will hold on, will continue to be champion for the end of the year." I don't know if I've ever gotten it right saying uh, someone will win it, and it could be his year. It could be his year, and if he pulls this off, if Brandon Rovell pulls this off and beats Pantoja, uh, I may have to rethink my stance on not saying his nickname. I may I may have to shout it from the mountaintops actually if he pulls us up. So I, I I'm so yeah very excited about all the matchups we got this week. Yeah, Pantoja Royval too is a great fight. Very excited for that one. We get this one, Patty Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson. We get Wonder Boy versus Shafka Rogmanov. We get we just found out last like three thirty in the morning Eastern time that Vincente Luque is fighting Ian Machado Gary a battle of I, I don't. I, I was hesitant with this fight because I know Ian Machado Gary trains at Killcliffe FC quite a bit, which is where Vicente Luque does, but he's been bouncing around a little bit more. So maybe this fight makes a little bit more sense, but I was hesitant to make that one. This fight makes all the sense of the world. I just didn't, wasn't sure if they were going to fight each other because they both trained at Killcliffe for a while, but maybe Ian Machado Gary is not tied down to, to any one gym at this point. So man, the watch parties for the rest of the year are just going to be the best. I am so excited for these watch parties. 294, 295, 296. We're going to end the year at the bank. And who would have thought, AK, that the Abu Dhabi card, which is typically like one of the more loaded cards of the year, not saying that it's a bad card, but compared to 295 and 296, it's the weaker of the three, is it not? But still good. Yeah, and we're, I, I'm, it's weird. I'm kind of already looking past it. Maybe this is how, how spoiled we are as fans, that like we're getting this really solid car, uh, pay-per-view card coming up. Uh, but then we what, now that uh, Dana and the UFC are waving these shiny new toys in front of us, Tony 4 hasn't even happened yet. And I'm already feeling like, oh, but I want to know what happens in this fight. I want to know what happens in this fight. Um, and and 24 
Excuse me. Yes. My throat went out there for a second. Uh, 294 has, like, it's not just a good-looking card. Like, it has real implications. You know, of course, the lightweight title fight. And then Paulo Costa and Shemaev possibly becoming, you know, getting that title shot. That middleweight, that next middleweight title shot is wide open if they don't give it to, uh, you know, don't do the uh, Adesanya rematch, which they shouldn't. No. Um, so that middle, middleweight title picture is wide open. And then otherwise, it's just got a lot of good fights on it. But, yeah, they're loaded up for the rest of the year. UFC playing with house money. It just feels like they, they cannot miss these days. And uh, they certainly haven't missed with the announcements for 295 and 296 so far. So really impressive stuff. Uh, I, by the way, I've got to be on the Pimblet Ferguson uh, watch party segment. Oh, I, yeah. Book yeah, it. That's for sure. Book it. Even if it's I'm like, there. even if it's like the, the, the featured prelim on ESPN or something like <laughs> we'll do a special, we, we'll start instead yeah. of starting at 945, we'll start at 930. Like we will start early just to make that happen. So, yeah, even December 2nd coming together. We got some big fights there. We got the return of Misha Tate versus the return of Julia Avila. We have Roman Delize taking on Jared Cannonier. I don't know where. By the way, let me just say this. I'm not going to talk about it now, but there is someday I'm going to tell the story about Jared Cannonier versus Roman Delize and how we got there. It is an insane story. It is an oh. insane story. You guys aren't going to believe this story. What a tease. You're not okay. going to believe it. And maybe maybe I'll tell it sooner rather than later, but we'll wait on that. If everything kind of stands the way that it stands over the next month and a half or so, I will tell the story when it's all done. But it's insane. And it's there's smoke to it. And it's wild. So I will tell that story someday. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Rob Flom versus Davis and Figueredo on that card as well. Go ahead, Mike, why, why didn't Jared Kanier get an immediate title shot? I thought if you weigh in as a backup, you're guaranteed a title shot. I thought he was going to fight for the title at UFC 300. Wasn't that this what he is, said? What is this? What is this? Did, didn't did, no main event for 300? That uh. was I thought that was super funny. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, we have a lot, and there'll be more fights coming. Like we're not, we don't even like December second. That card is loaded. We don't even we don't have a location. We don't have a main event because some of these fights could be main events, but none of them are. And then we have December 9th to figure out. I saw a fighter tweet out that China is happening. I still haven't confirmed this yet, but apparently we're going back to, we're going to China, maybe December 9th. Maybe we get another title fight. Maybe we get Zhang Wei Li versus Zhang Zhao Nan on that card. Like what a way to end the year if that's what happens. So the NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. 
You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But AK, we have ourselves a break. A 17-week stretch has come to an end. And it came to an end last night at the world's most famous apex in Las Vegas. The main event. We were all excited for it. Rafael Fazeev versus Matush Gamrot. We got Matush Gamrot versus Armin Sarukian last year. We're like, golly, this fight's going to be incredible. And boy, oh boy, did it deliver in that first round. Fazeev landed at crippling shots, landed a huge right hand on Gamrot that would have knocked out anybody in the division. Anybody. And Gamrot turned it into a, take, a takedown attempt. Somehow, Fazeev, with one foot almost out of the cage, was able to just jump backwards and stay on his feet and the scrambles at the end of the round it was just an incredible first round round two we're picking things back up again we're on the feet Fazeev gets back up from a couple of takedowns and then he throws a kick blocked by Matush Gamrot and then Fazeev just crumbles to the ground left knee not the leg that he threw the kick with goes down Gamrot pounces on him Herb hokey pokey Herb steps in and stops it and Matush Gamrot on the record books, second round TKO victory. Wasn't very happy about it. Called out Charles Oliveira, gave gave some big time doo-doo on the microphone, but I, I he kind of redeemed I will, himself. Okay? I will defend that a bit, but go on, go on. Yes, go on, he like. did kind of redeem himself because he was he got a little more in depth at the post by press conference and said that look, Islam Makhchev's gonna beat Charles Oliveira again. That fight's not gonna yes. go any differently, so I'm just gonna go ahead and fight Charles Oliveira. But the rule of Atno is you have to lay out all those things before you make the call out. So some do do, but I'm not going to give him a full do do. That's so harsh, Mike. That's so he's doing, you know, he's doing an interview. It's not his native language. Uh, you've only got, you know, you've only got like a minute to, I, I, I was at the moment, of course, thought, oh, big time do do. And then I was like, he clearly is implying that Charles will, will lose. But uh, I, you're, I you're, you're, you know, listen, you've laid, just like you said, you've laid out the rules pretty, pretty clearly. I'm mostly joking. But anyways, Gamrock gets a mostly. huge win. Yeah, there, there is some. <laughs> I, I smell it a little bit. But anyways, <laughs> Magic Ball, or uh, Crystal Ball here. If, you, if you're picking Charles Oliveira to lose to Islam Makhachev, and I'm not sure if you are or not, maybe it's too soon for you to throw Charles Oliveira in it, into any future matchups. Will Matush Gamrock get what he wants? If not, where are we going here? I'd like to see it, and he's fortunate that uh charles Oliveira is not the kind of person who i think would shy away from that fight. i mean he fought vanille dariush you know i mean that's a, that was a high risk fight high risk fight for both guys you know high risk for vanille high risk for for charles it wasn't like a, a 
I don't want to say there wasn't a lot to gain there because he got that win and then obviously got himself the title shot again. But I don't know if he would have been guaranteed that shot if some other options like lined up for the UFC for Islam Makachev. I feel like they begrudgingly gave Charles another, you know, uh, not immediate, but uh, close to immediate rematch. Um, so I went lower because I don't, I don't think, uh, I, but I don't think Gamrot's going to get that fight. That is my issue, just because it's so tricky coming off an injury win. No one did anything wrong. Complete freak thing. Uh, pl- the planting leg of Fazeev is the one that went out at first. I thought like maybe, oh, maybe Gamrot like blocked it with his elbow and like broke the leg, which would have been pretty sick, uh, frankly. And then you've got to give you know Gamrot full marks, but it really did just look like. Um, you know, something something weird happened to Fazeev. Hopefully not a torn ligament. Hopefully some other, just some other minor injury. But uh, uh, I went, so I had to go further outside the top 10. And I don't love this matchup, but I feel like we could see him in Money Moicano. Uh, I just think Gamrot's a dangerous fight. He's in a weird spot. Uh, a lot of people who aren't going to want to fight him. Again, which is weird because Charles Wood, I just don't think the UFC is interested in making that fight happen, regardless of what happens with uh, Charles Oliveira uh, in the rematch. It's so weird. It's almost like unfair to match make at the, in this division because it's almost like welterweight where like every guy in the top 10 trains at Killcliffe and at lightweight, like every top 10 guy trains at ATT. So like, but it doesn't mean they won't fight each other. So that fight could happen. Like there is a chance that fight could happen. I'm also going lower uh, and I'm just going to go with timing here. Um, we have a another lightweight headliner coming up October 7th between... Grant Dawson and Bobby Green. I don't think Gamrot's going to get the Oliveira fight. I do think Makachev's going to win, and I don't think he's getting Chucky Olive. So I think uh, the Grant Dawson Bobby Green winner. That's that's what's going to happen. Maybe uh, in Apex main event January or February. That's where we go. I do think Grant Dawson's going to beat Bobby Green, but if Bobby Green came out and beat Grant, wouldn't stun me because Bobby's been there and done that, and this is by far the biggest step in competition of Grant Dawson's career, in my humble opinion. So, yeah, I, I, I say we go that route. Gamrot versus versus Dawson, and you know what? Actually, you know what? I can't. I can't, because Dawson trades in ATT too. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is <laughs> like bullshit. You said, I, I, like you said, I don't know if, I, I just don't know if they have this, uh, some of these guys are so locked in that they won't fight each other. There's oh, definitely man. some people that we know, that we know won't, you know, we've seen guys corner each other and be like, okay, well, I mean, these guys probably aren't fighting anytime soon. But I, I feel like there's some names. And again, maybe maybe I'm just, I, well, no, I am just guessing and I could be completely wrong. I do feel like there's some names that they'll be like, you know, if the right matchup came along and, you know, given the stakes, if it's like, well, you know, this is a top 10 fight, this could get me one step closer to a title shot. I think some of these guys would have to take these fights, right? Yes, I'm changing my pick. These are massive gyms. These are super gyms, right? These are my massive pick has gyms. changed. My pick okay, has changed. Right. I almost, Legal, I almost, yep. I almost had some doo doo. Uh, I feel like your matchup is way more likely to happen than my matchup because mm-hmm. I don't think him and Grant Doss are going to fight each other. Hmm. Dan Hooker, I'm going with Dan Hooker. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. Yeah, so a lot, that's it. A lot of listeners saw that one out there. I wish, I almost wish Gamrot. I don't want to say he he should have called for that because I think in his mind he had if he beats Fazeev he was going to call to for for Charles I think that was in his mind uh, so he was you know he went on autopilot in the post fight interview right it wasn't like it wasn't like oh I only beat the guy by injury I, I don't deserve Charles it was like okay I won uh, what was my plan here oh they're and they're going to ask me who I want to fight okay uh, Charles Oliveira Charles Oliveira he's probably been wanting to do this so 
If you were to call an audible, Dan Hooker would have been a great choice. If you're Dan Hooker and you're out there, you should be trying to, you know, poke the UFC matchmakers, see if they can uh, put that one together. Because that, that makes a lot of sense for, for both fighters. Yeah, Dan just went on Twitter and said he's like cleared to, to take a fight. And that's a good one. I five, think Gamrot, do that. Go, five rounds, the apex, yeah. do it. Let's and he can fight. Gamrot could probably fight soon too. I imagine it's not, you know, other than training, you know, in a tough first round, probably not super banged up. So quick turnaround matches. Let's see what happens. Yes. Let's go to, I mean, obviously we're not for Raphael Fazeev. We just wish him a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. We don't know the extent of the injury. It appears that it's not a good one. Uh, I saw some people uh, who are doctors who chime in on what injuries could be after rewatching them. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of them are saying this has to be a torn ACL, which is going to probably keep Fazeva for a year. But again, we don't know for sure. So I don't think it's even fair to match make for Raphael Fazeev right now without knowing the extent of the injury. So I'm not going to do it. And once he's cleared and ready to come back, then we could start throwing him back in the mix. But we do wish him a speedy recovery. That was an incredible first round. And man, I really wish we got more of that. But unfortunately, that's just the nature of the sport. Injuries happen. And we wish Mr. Raphael Fazeev the best. Let's go to the co-main event, the featherweight division. Bryce Mitchell versus Dan Ige. Fun fight. This was a very tough fight to score, AK. The third round was easily the clearest round. It was for Bryce Mitchell. Basically controlled Danny Gay the entirety of the round. Round one and round two, Danny Gay thumped Bryce Mitchell on the feet. Bryce had nothing at all for Danny Gay. Danny Gay was just clubbing him all over the place, busting him up. But once the fight got to the ground, Bryce just had dominant position. He had control. Didn't do a ton of damage, though. So I actually thought we were going to take his trip to Splitty City here because of the the scoring criteria and everything. Did Ige's damage on the feet outdo Bryce Mitchell's control in round one? Did it do the same in round two? And in the end, the judges felt that Danny Ige did not do enough in both of those rounds. One judge scored at 30-27, didn't love that. At first watch, I've not rewatched it. I scored a 29-28 Danny Ige. I thought Ige won the first two rounds. I thought that Bryce had great moments, got some great control. But Danny Ige busted him up on the feet over those first 10 minutes. So, But again, this is not like a robbery. I would never say that. If you scored it for Bryce, I have no problem with it. That's just the way I scored it watching it live. But any, but in the end, Bryce Mitchell gets a big win. He gets back on track. It's Mavzar of Loyev. There's no other fight that makes sense. This is the one. I don't even think we need a friends forever if you're picking this one. This is 1,000% the fight. And I know Bryce kind of got dinged up, but if we can get that end of the year, early next year, that is 1,000% the fight to make. What say you? Uh, yeah, I... Oh, sorry. I fixed a note here. Uh, well, no, I, I actually went a different direction. I, I agree. A lot of listeners, Mavzar of Loyev. I'm, I just went... It's not like a... Not totally out there. A similar vein, I guess. Uh, Giga. I kind of want to see him fight Giga. Um, but I do think Movsar, because it was supposed to happen, and uh, Bryce, you know, uh, back injury knocked him out, but obviously got back in there pretty quickly. I see no reason why they can't rebook that. But um, I, like, I like the Giga matchup. I, and I have to, I also have to do it because uh, I think after Giga won at UFC Singapore, I had said Giga Chikadze versus Bryce Mitchell, Danny Gay winner. So, I laid the groundwork. I'm going to stick with it. It also just made things easy for me because I remember I did that, so I just plugged in a name. But uh, Mosar, I'm, I'm sure, would love to just uh, get that shot of Mitchell that he was supposed to get it for. 
Yeah, I, I think we almost had a friends for a moment, and then I ended up landing on Danny Gay win or lose for Giga, which mm. I still think that's the fight you should make. But fight. yeah, there's some heat there. Vloyev started talking a little bit of greasiness even before the fight started. Beat that hillbilly, I believe, was what he tweeted out in support of Danny Gay. And I know these guys have been booked to fight before. I just think you got to do it now. I think you got to do it. And if Bryce Mitchell beats Bob Zaravloyev, then if I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm sold because I'm really like I. To me, Bryce is always like talented grappler, good, good athlete. Obviously, a standout personality, if you will. But I just never bought him as like a title contender, as a top five guy. Because even like looking at the current UFC top 15 and at 145 i'm trying bryce is number 10 i'm trying to think of the guys i would actually i would i would pick bryce mitchell to beat inside the top 10 right now mobzar of loyf i would pick mobzar giga i'd pick bryce cater would be tough it's if it's a five rounder i would probably lean cater three rounder i would lean bryce josh emmett's tough i actually would probably pick josh in that fight we already saw the Ilya fight. I think if they fight 100 times, that fight goes that exact same way every single time. I would pick Arnold Allen. I'd pick Brian Ortega. I'd pick Yair. I'd pick Max. I'd pick Volk. So, but if he goes out and beats Mobzar, that opens my eyes a little bit more. So I love that fight, and I hope it happens. This was an, a very important performance for Bryce Mitchell. I had said he, he's one of the fighters who has the most to lose on Saturday's card. Just because I think he would have put a very clear ceiling on him um, if he couldn't beat Danny Gay. And Danny Gay is very good, but Danny Gay himself is someone who, you know, perennial top 15 guy, probably not someone you'd pick against anyone in the top seven, eight, nine. Uh, so if Bryce Mitchell couldn't beat him, then that, you know, would have lowered his uh, potential as a as a contender, in my estimation. So, um, and I loved how he won the fight, too. Again, I, I hope people uh, don't just, you know, who missed the card, don't just look back on it and say, oh, he won decision, whatever, whatever. Danny Gay's grappling defense is so good. And Bryce Mitchell really had to improvise, had to grind through, had to be in incredible shape. And that's why, like, I probably like his chances against some of these, uh, the names you mentioned a little more, Mike, because, you know, having an A-level skill, in this case is his wrestling and jiu-jitsu, combined with being really durable and tough and having great cardio can take you a long way. It can take you a long way. Uh, Especially the, you know, the farther you go up in weight. So featherweight, it probably can't take you to the top. I definitely would not pick him against Volk, Holloway, or Yair, or Ilya, who beat him. Um, The Ortega matchup I find interesting just because Ortega is so inactive. I do do think uh, that would affect his performance against a guy who keeps fights as busy as Bryce Mitchell. Arnold Allen thinks it's an interesting one, too. At this point, I would pick against Emmett, even though stylistically it's a bad matchup for him. I probably would pick against Emmett. Uh, Cater's a tough one. We're, we kind, we're kind of in agreement. I would give him a, a few uh, a better chance against some of the guys you named. But um, yeah, he opened my eyes a lot. I, I thought he had to prove a lot against Ige. Uh, tough fight, could have gone either way, but he got his hand raised in the end. And that's uh, in the record books, that's what matters. So I, I'm really excited to see uh, who they give him next. Yeah, I, I mean, the, it's the performance he needed. He had to go out and, and, and win like that. Dan was never going to go away. He wasn't going to finish Danny Gay. And yeah, he was he was good. He was good. And uh, shout out to him donating $5,000 to the to Hawaii for the fires. Very nice. I'll leave it at that. Keep, and, the, keep, uh, the, keep the conspiracy theories aside, Bryce, and keep the donations coming. Yes, it was, uh, it was a good performance. Let's go to the featured bout, the rematch that everybody wanted, AK. <laughs> Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson Gomez. 
And I was Slack messaging our good buddy, Jed Mishu, because if you listen to No Bets Bard, Jed Mishu has a new gimmick called the Magic 8-Ball. And Another magic, new gimmick? A new gimmick. Can a man heavy- have too many gimmicks, Mike? Well, is, flyweight, is unders, there- <laughs> flyweight unders are dead. It's over. Heavyweight Highway- overs are dead. Are, are dead, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's he's got ChatGPT, which is he has, just killing he's got it. ChatGPT, he's got Mishulin Stars. Now he's got... I'm sorry, go on. Now he's, he's got, got the got, Magic 8-Ball. Okay. Now he's got the Magic 8-Ball. Um, Tim Means by Knockout cashed for the Magic 8-Ball, so like plus 400 or something. Is he using an actual Magic 8-Ball? What is, I didn't yeah, listen to that. Yeah, he's asking the 8-Ball questions, and then the 8-Ball answers, and if they, if he, if they uh, answer in, in a positive way, he goes with it. Old school. So he asked the Magic 8-Ball, will Michelle Watterson Gomez, should I bet on Michelle Watterson Gomez, like plus 280 or whatever it was, and it said yes. One of the answers where it said positive. And Jed said, look, all she needs is two takedowns, and she'll win. So 10 seconds into the fight, Watterson takes her down, yep. and I immediately go on Slack. I'm like, I'm like, Watterson Gomez took her down in 10 seconds. And Jed's like, oh my God, this is really happening. And then she didn't hold her down, and Marina Rodriguez got up, and then she put on one of the biggest beatdowns you will ever see in a women's fight, especially at 115 pounds. This is worse than Joanna against Jessica Penne. This is worse than Joanna versus Carla Sparza. This is just bad. And the fact that the referee didn't stop the fight totally, but stopped the fight for a moment to let the doctor come and look <laughs> at the cut. nastiness of Michelle Waterson's <laughs> face after the being she took actually saved Michelle Waterson Gomez in, in a way. Yeah. Because if that just kept going this way and then actually resumed and Marina just kept pouring it on. And then finally we got a mercy stoppage in round two, but geez, Louise, man, Marina Rodriguez, a lot of people thought she was donezo. She was a big favorite to win this fight. It's a step back in competition for sure. And then, AK, I'm going to leave it to you because I joke about Matush Gamrot maybe with the doo-doo call-out. I loved Marina Rodriguez's call-out. Are you going with that? Because I sure am. I'm not only because I think for Tatiana, I can't remember what I gave her. I think I gave her like Baby Shark or something. I, I did agree that she's not getting the next title shot and that she will probably need some get uh, some stay-busy fight. I still think it'll be Ricci and not Marina Rodriguez, but Marina's making a lot of sense with that call out. So yeah, we loved it. We said it in this we we slacked each other. We we were like, yeah, that that's just good. That's good business on Marina's part. And because all all week I was saying, well, oh, what's the point of this matchup? She wins, it doesn't mean anything. She's she's um and I think she recently turned 36 or is turning 36. And it's probably not getting that title shot that she deserved at some point. Uh but if she beats Tatiana Suarez, bam, right back. Not just back in the title picture. She probably is just getting a title shot. She probably is just fighting uh, whoever has the title, uh, whoever's whether it's Zhang Wili or, or if, uh, Zhang Wili fights someone else next. Um, so really, the smartest possible. Whether she gets it or not, put that matchup in the matchmaker's brains. Whether she wins it or not, it doesn't matter. That's really her best shot, again, at getting a title shot anytime soon because she can keep milling about in the top 10, top 15. But those fights, some, a lot of these fights are tough and aren't getting her uh, a title shot again. Or sorry, uh, uh, getting her back in title talk again. So if she wants it, fight Tatiana Suarez. Go for it. Very smart by Marina Rodriguez. I just went uh, I went with, um, what did I go with? Uh, Lupi. I went with Lupi again, only because I previously booked Tatiana, but the Tatiana call-up makes makes so much sense. Um, I do want to say one thing about the refereeing. I talked about it on the post-fight show, but I will say I'm I'm weirdly okay kind of with how everything played out. I would have been okay with the stoppage. I would have been okay with the corner stoppage. I'm I'm kind of okay with they let her go out for what another couple minutes and 
she probably took more damage than she needed to. If it was me, just of course I probably would have stopped it in the first round. But I I do feel like there's precedent. I do feel like we have seen um, bloody fights not get called off. I want to say it was more superficial because uh, Watterson Gomez was doing just enough to defend. She threw a takedown attempt in there. She was occasionally getting those arms up. Not for me, it wasn't super intelligent defense. But Carrie Hatley again, uh, a reputation for letting fights go on. Um, you know, made the call. So I don't. I'm not going to condemn Carrie Hatley. I think he he saw his the corner. They were wiping just globs of blood off of her face, Mike, and they still stopped themselves. Like she can, she can get back in this. And I'm sure if you ask Michelle Waters and Gomez, she will tell you. I'm glad my corner didn't stop it. Um, they got to give my chance to go out my shield to get my paycheck, all that stuff. Da, da, da. Corner responsibility to protect them, but I don't think this it's a big deal. This is just uh, one of many instances where fighters are too tough for their own good, and you know it's a ref's job to protect them. It's a corner's job to protect them, but. Sometimes they don't want to be protected, and you got to let these things play out. So tough scene. Big Michelle Waterson Gomez fan, um, but uh, that's you know that 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 was that was tough to watch at times. But is is this uh, does she retire within the next twelve months? Is, does she angle for is, is her next fight? Assuming she fights again, which I am at least one more time. Do you think we start uh, we start eulogizing for real? Mm, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Just because, like, I, I think she's game. She says yes to everything. She takes yeah. short notice fights. She is still very popular. Mm-hmm. She is. She's she's a company gal, man. Like, she's if she wants to fight, I don't think the UFC is gonna not let her fight. So, but I think we're we're certainly on the back nine. She's one in six in her last seven. The one one is against Angela Hill, which Close was. Fight. A very close fight, so very she close. could very well be zero and seven mm-hmm. in her last seven. But I mean, she's—I mean, she's just fought murderers, man. Yeah, the losses yeah. are to Joanna, Carlos Barza, which close fight there as well. Then Marina, Amanda Lemos, Luana Pinheiro, which is another close fight, and this then was uh, Marina Rodriguez. The Again. worst, like this fight, played out the worst possible way for anyone who was already like, "Why are they doing this rematch?" Uh, because we're entering like almost Tony Ferguson territory. I, I know she's not getting like cold in, but we're entering like territory like wow. It, you see a beat down like that, and it starts getting uncomfortable to watch this veteran continue to compete. She's been fighting since two thousand seven, so she's approaching her seventeenth year of competition, and she's been fighting high level competition. I think for at least a dozen of those years, like you said, you just read off her past two or three years, just killers, nothing but killers, and. For sure, I, I'm sure she loves training. I'm sure she still loves getting in there. She is a company a woman. She's a fighter for life. Uh, but I do wonder, yeah, how, how much how much more damage does she want to take? And um, yeah, how much how much longer does she want to go through it? Because it's a tough it's a tough life. I'm sure as much as she loves it, it's a tough life. So, I, and she I think she has opportunities after fighting too. So, um, I, I do think this might be the last the last twelve months of uh, the Karate Hottie's career. Yeah, Casey lied and t- tweeted uh, the great EKC. Let's do uh, Watterson Gomez, Jessica Penne too. Do perfect. it at UFC 300. That's like perfect. That's a perfect. perfect UFC 300 fight. It's an atom weight. It's an just call. It, it's essentially an atom weight title fight or whatever. You know, don't, <laughs> but at 115, right? Don't make them cut weight. Two great, two great former atom weights, uh, and then uh, yeah, running it back, running it back a great, a great fight. That's that's the way to go. I would love that. Whether whether they want to retire or not, I feel like that fight should happen before either fighter hangs them up. I agree. No more like up and comers. Like 
No. Yeah. Let's just do fun fights. I'm good. Let's do fun fights. Let's go to the welterweight division. Brian Battle, man. I like him. He's talented. He's huge for the welterweight division. But for some reason, I don't know why, I just feel like some of these matchups stylistically are just nightmares for him. And I kind of thought, even though he had a 10-inch reach advantage and was bigger than AJ Fletcher, I thought AJ style, especially after watching round one, I'm like, I kind of feel like AJ could beat him. So I, like, when we do our stat picks, I have to pick like one or two that are against the norm. And I kind of figured everybody was going to be Brian Battle. So I was like, all right, I'll take a flyer on AJ Fletcher and see what happens. And man, Brian Battle just keeps battling pun intended, finding ways to win. Rear naked choke gets AJ Fletcher out of there. This guy is real good. And I love the post fight thing. I love the post fight. And he's like, no, you guys start calling me out because he's a listener to the program. He understands that if he called out a guy that already has a fight, which I believe he's done before, we're just going to call it doo-doo. Let's just have a doo-doo free post fight interview and just say, no, you come and get me. You come and get me. So, what do you think is next for Brian Battle after another victory in the UFC and another victory at 170 pounds? He's five and one in the UFC if you count the Ultimate Fighter finale, which is which is an official UFC fight. He's five and one or whatever, four and one since winning the show. That's great. His only loss is to uh, Fakrutinov, I think. And Fakrutinov, we don't know. He might be like a top twenty welterweight. He just hasn't, you know, he just hasn't had the names yet, right? Uh, he's, he's, he, I think, what Kevin Lee, and then you know, we don't know how much he had left. Fakrutinov could be again a top twenty guy within the next one or two fights. So losing to him is no is no shame. At the same time, the other four wins are fairly you know against fairly nondescript competition. AJ Fletcher, bless him, not a bad fighter at all, but he's what now one and two. I, I honestly have no gauge, so I'm just very methodically. I went to the science, the same science that gave us you know Patty Pillman <laughs> versus Tony Ferguson. I went to the science. I tried to find a name from 30 to, where did I go here? 30 to 40 in my rankings. And I landed, I went a little higher. Anyway, I landed on Chaos Williams somewhere. No real rhyme or reason, not even thinking about the style of the matchup. Uh, you know, is there you know, potential for like, you know, drama there, like a beef? I just think that's a step up. I want to get battle into the top 30. I don't have him there yet. I don't have him there yet. I did kind of penalize him also for missing weight against Gabe Green. That kind of prevented him from like jumping up despite an awesome knockout win. Um, so if people already have Brian Battle in their top 35, don't blame you. Don't blame you at all. But Welterweight has a lot of uh, veteran names up there that are still taking up spots. And until those guys clear out, I don't think, or Brian Battle fights one of them, I don't think you can move him up that much higher. Like, I don't know. How high did you go? How, how high are you on Mr. Battle? The price is right, AK. Nico price. Hmm. That's it. That's it. Just let him go. Be a tornado of destruction. <laughs> Let's just have, have him get after it. Let's give Nico Price somebody that's not Robbie Lawler in his final fight. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's give him a guy who's going to go after him and be super exciting with him. Like, there's just no way that fight stinks. There's just no way. I love the Chaos Williams pick as well, but I feel like that's a good step up. Nico's been in there with pretty much everybody at this point. He has fought the who's who, and he just has the same style all the time. He's not in title contention. He's not going to be a top 15 guy. Let's just have those two get in there and get after it. And Brian Battle goes out there and finishes Nico Price. Then, all right, now we're in the top 20 range, sniffing the top 15. So, yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with chaos. I love the Nico Price pick. Brian Battle just doing the damn thing. Looking real good. Five and one. He's doing real good. He is doing real good. Uh, Let's go back to Canada, AK. Charles Jordan didn't even break a sweat. Three minutes and 12 seconds into this fight with Ricardo Ramos. This is 
Dana White, if you don't know, now you know, even though everybody was like, yeah, this is probably going to be the fight we're going to be talking about the most coming out of this card. Charles Jordan gets it done. Quick submission. It was nasty. I love the transition. Kind of tricked Ricardo Hamas into it and gets the tap. It's Joe Anderson Brito, okay? That is my pick. Charles Jordan versus Joe Anderson Brito. I uh, can't go wrong with that. I went with Billy Q. Oh, I love that one too. Yeah, he's in a Jordan's just in a weird spot because he's we've seen he's almost like a punish for being so active because and facing you know generally good competition because so he's if you just look at his record, uh, I think he's six five and one six five and one now. But again, those wins, those losses are against really strong competition. Probably no no lower than top thirty. He's been fighting no lower than top thirty guys for his past few fights, and it's hard. I don't know where to place him. Like I feel like he has he could. He could uh, be a good fight for anyone in the top 15. At the same time, I also feel like guys, and this is a testament to the strength of the division, I feel like there's guys outside the top 30 who could give him a tough fight. So, Janison Brito is a great pick. Billy Quarantillo is a great pick. I think I went with Billy just because I have him ranked. Oh, actually, I'm ranked behind Brito, but um, around the same range. So, uh, either one of those guys to move uh, Jordan possibly into his own top 20 spot. But, yeah, just so many ridiculously good fights at uh, at 145 and Jordan came one step closer, Mike, to, to breaking out of the pack, but there, there's a lot of work to be done. AK, okay, did you see who's going to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show? I don't think I did. Just got announced minutes ago oh. as we record. T Swift? No, Usher. Whoa, where's he been? He's got to be in the Super Bowl halftime. That's going to be ridiculous. That's going to be sick. That that's that's a great that's a great pick because because he has what fifty hit songs. Yeah, right. You need He's one of those so groups. <laughs> he's gonna, he's got, it's gonna do, do the whole medley, just run through him. He's got, he's got eras against. We got Taylor Swift again. Usher's got himself has got eras. That's a good pick. Wow, I like that. Usher's got two guaranteed wedding songs. Like if I DJ a wedding, Usher's gonna be DJ. Got his fall in love again is like an early so song. Good. It's, it's so an early good. one. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the the transition, and then and, yeah, uh, yeah, it's an automatic, yeah. of course, automatic. <laughs> it's at every everything. Damn, so that's a good pick. congratulations to uh, to Usher. Getting, the, getting it done. He will Where be the Usher. Super Bowl halftime show headliner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's go to the wild card, AK. We'll select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we'll match make for them right now. I'm just going to make this real easy, AK, because we talked about fights having stakes and what were these guys fighting for. But there's one fight on this card that had Mike. the largest, most dangerous stakes of them all. Come and on. that was the heavyweighty heavyweight fight between Mo Usman and Jake Collier. And it's almost like, and you could tell with watching the fight, like, they both fought hard, but neither truly wanted to win because they knew <laughs> what was going to be waiting for them on the other side. And now they have to fight 
the GOAT, Paca Porter. It's Mo Usman versus Paca Porter. End of discussion. That's it. Go ahead. Is Mo Usman good? I don't know. I've been watching this guy fight for a long time. Before the, we'll you know, know I, well, a fight, lot of us have. We'll know if he beats Paca Porter. 3 0 in the UFC again, counting the Ultimate Fighter finale. I just. I don't. Is it unfair to want more? Is it? Am I being dazzled by the last name, by the impressive physique? Is it wrong that I'm like this guy should be trucking people? Because it's it's harder than it looks. It's, it's easier for me to say, oh, you're in good shape. You just be one shot KOing people. It's difficult. And Jake Collier is really tough. You know, Jake Collier is a guy that people can laugh at his record. But I mean, if you go in there thinking you know you're just going to run through him, uh, it, it, if you're a top ten guy, maybe. But if you're again sort of up and coming, quote unquote heavyweight like Amosman probably not best to just kind of go in there swinging uh, for the fences so i don't know i have no i have I mean, no gauge he got my... he got tapped by brandon sales two uh-huh. years ago uh-huh. and then he has a he, on the ultimate fighter he got a decision win against mitchell seep terrible terrible fight. split terrible decision fight. win over eduardo perez which terrible like fight. oh god it's so bad yeah i mean the eduardo perez like if this is a ufc card if there were actually <laughs> betting lines most would have been like a minus 1700 favorite in that fight <laughs> and just eked by That's and so then bad. since then it's zach pauga who is who he is was yeah. certainly isn't even a heavyweight that was a shocking knockout by the way junior tafa he knocked him out, i was shocked yeah junior tafa who's four and oh at the time uh-huh and then Jake Collier, who, I mean, I think we kind of know who Jake Collier is at this point. I just feel like he's fought like he fought like the 68th best heavyweight. And then he fought the 68th best heavyweight again by the time he got to his next fight. And then he fought the 68th best heavyweight again by the time he got to September. So, like, <laughs> there's been no upward movement in the matchups. Like, it's just the same range. And I feel like we've just, outside of the Pauga knockout, which is nasty, I just feel like we've watched the same fight twice in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Against the yep. same guy yep. in, a, in a weird way. <laughs> Mo Usman, if you're out there, shut us up. Nothing would make me happier than seeing him get a shot at the heavyweight title somehow. Like so if Mo he Usman... fought Roman, like if they threw him in there with like Alexander Romanov oh, next, God. like do you think? Do does anybody think Usman would win that fight? I mean, he could. Because if, if he gets around three, so. maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know what to expect from this guy. Because I just look at him. Every time I watch him, I feel like this is the one where he's going to break out. And I realize, I mean, he's young. he is young for a heavyweight. He's 34. He's like, for a heavyweight, that's like a baby. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like 22, like 22 in heavyweight yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I still think there's good things ahead for Mo, but man, I just cannot get a gauge of whether he's he's, he's actually like a good heavyweight. But hey, undefeated the UFC so far. So. Uh, Mike, I went Tim Means. I went to means great fight. Did you know this was his 50th pro fight? So incredible work. Way to go, Dirty Bird. Did you know this was his first ever UFC fight of the night? Really? I didn't yes. know that. Two performance bonuses, uh, which, are, which also sounds like a low number. Two performance bonuses, and this was his first ever fight of the night. So way to go, Tim. Get that 50 Gs in your 50th fight. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I just went Danny Roberts. I just find more fun fights for Tim Means. Keep Tim Means around. Another guy... We don't know how long he'll be around, right? I know he's 39 years old. Maybe he fights for another five years. Maybe he fights for another uh, six months. We have no idea. But I hope Tim Means sticks around. Oh, always an entertaining guy to watch. And uh, just him and Danny Roberts just haven't fought yet. And uh, I'd like to see it. Sure. Why not? Tim Means versus... Tim Means versus Brian Battle wouldn't be a bad one either. I have a feeling no. the, some folks picked that one. So yep, I saw that. Uh, let's go to the peeps. Check the tapes, Mike. Check the tapes again. Man, Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimblet. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We took our, uh, we took our victory okay. lap we already. Did. All right, all right. Oh, man. Uh, all right. 
you want to give give the quick disclaimer and then I'll rifle through the, the listener picks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, I'm still looking out for people who, who uh, you know, picked – if you're the only person who picked a fight, I want to shout you out. And if you think you did – and I did see some people actually ask this week, and I and I will say uh, for the couple people who asked, those were consensus picks. Uh, I, I, maybe I, I neglected to mention that everyone picked one, but those were consensus picks, so I cannot give a solo point this week. Uh, people, watch out for mistakes. Wrong weight class. We see this a lot for some reason. I guess fighters jump around sometimes. People who fought already, easy to check. Uh, notable injuries, people have been released. Fighters already booked. The easiest thing to check. And I know, I know we just had some fights announced in the last few days, so I, I understand if maybe some of those went under the radar. But people just, at the very least, check topology. At the very least, check topology. Uh, notable teammates, of course, uh, etc. And your pictures might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Look, if anyone's matchmaking for patty pimlet or tony ferguson right now you're not only getting doo-dooed <laughs> you're getting banned for like two weeks all right that's a suspension that's a suspension. yeah I, I don't care how quickly that fight was put together it just you're going to get banned for like two weeks uh turd ferguson haven't heard from him in a while uh by the way i did see some Raphael z picks and unless you laid out like timelines i'm not going to read it because i just don't think it's fair honestly to to, to match make for Raphael z but we'll get into this bryce mitchell versus calvin cater from Turd Ferguson, sure, uh, could be an Apexy main event. I'm wondering if we're going to see Bryce, if we're going to see Cater before the end of the year. Seems like he wants to, but Hope will so. Bryce be able to turn around that quickly? I don't know. But if they book that fight, I'd be super interested in it. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus the Jessica Andrade Mackenzie Dern winner. By the way, I don't even think I really got this. I did pick the Tatiana Suarez fight for Marina Rodriguez only because after Tatiana's fight, her win, I picked Mackenzie Dern. Because I thought that made all the sense in the world. And then they mm-hmm. went and turned around and booked Dern versus Andrade. <laughs> Jessica Andrade swooped in and was like, nope, I'm fighting again. Nope, I'm fighting again. And I'm taking the <laughs> toughest fight that I could possibly get realistically <laughs> tough, right now. Terrible, so. terrible style matchup <laughs> and toughest fight. That's yes. So now that she's open, uh, I love the Rodriguez-Tatiana Suarez fight. So, But Rodriguez, Rodriguez versus the Andrade. Dern would be tough because she just fought Dern. And I feel like that fight doesn't go any differently. But who knows? Ryan Battle versus Trey Waters, Charles Jordan versus Damon Jackson, Miles Johns versus Long Zhao from the Road to UFC. Wow. So I mean, if you want if you want solo Otno points, that's maybe the direction to go is to hit up contender series. Let's Road try to, to UFC remember. Guys. I'll try to remember that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's an impressive call. I don't look that, that one up if we're being honest. Tim Means versus the Gabriel Bonfim Nicholas Dalby winner. Mo Usman versus Martin Budai. Uh, Mizuki versus the Jinyu Fry, Victoria Dudikoff winner, and Monsterat Rendon versus Chelsea Chandler. All right. John Ray Women's likes Tim Means. My yeah. comments, Phantom. We don't talk about it enough. We don't. <laughs> we certainly don't. Uh, John Ray, Tim Means versus Brian Battle, Miles Johns, who looked real good versus Alatang A. Lee, uh, Jordan versus Joanneson Brito, Rodriguez versus the Pinero Hibas winner. Mitchell versus Brian Ortega, Gamrot versus the Islam versus Charles Oliveira loser. Either or. Four quarter sports, Gamrot versus Oliveira. If Charles loses to Islam, he did put that in parentheses. Danny Ige versus Lerone Murphy. I do like that fight. I think that fight makes all the sense in the world right now. Rodriguez versus Suarez. Brian Battle versus Phil Rowe. Won't have that a 10-inch reach advantage in that fight, AK. That was such a popular pick. Is there something I don't know? Is there? Some, is it just because they want to see him fight Tall, someone's lanky, own size? Welterweights. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw someone mention that uh, as they were explaining their pick. I, saw I like that, that pick. Was, that was one of the most popular picks I saw this week. Charles Jordan versus Hakeem Dawadu. 
uh, in Toronto, January 2024. Canada versus Canada? How about that? Okay. Bring it. Bring it on. Uh, and Mo Usman versus Pac Reporter. I mean, I love the stakes. I love the stakes at heavyweight. You made this. You made this. It is that you've made this happen. Yes, I made this happen. That <laughs> this, is the, yeah, this is the, this is. And I, yeah, I ain't sharing the Otno point if they make this fight. No, this is all yours. This is friend. all mine. Toby, uh, let's see. Fazeev versus Fazeev versus Dan Hooker. I, I said I was going to match with Fazeev, but he was, he's very smart. He doesn't type in the picks. He sends screenshots of them, so I can't delete them. Wait, who so, is this again? Uh, this is Toby. That's oh, Toby. Okay. Toby yes, yes, Uh Let's see. Anything new here? Ige versus Giga. Uh, Marina versus Rose at 115 or 125 because just do anything but fight Suarez. I think the Suarez callout is brilliant. Like, honestly, I think that is a super smart callout because otherwise she's not getting a title shot. But if she beats Suarez, she gets one. Other than, like, that's her only chance to get to a title fight at this point. Yeah, Rose is, is a title. name. Rose is a name. Rose maybe gets her closer but not closer than than Tatiana. Yeah. And I don't think Rose and, is fighting at 15 again, so she'd mm. have to move up to fight Rose. Mm. You know what, Marina? Go to 135. Maybe maybe you'll get there. Maybe you'll get your opportunity. Any good any good women's fighter at 125 or 115. Just go up to 135. Just go to there's, a title, there's a title that is there for the taking. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh Jordan versus Billy Q, Battle versus Kanan Song, Miles Johns, Davy Grant. Tim Means versus Matt Brown 2 would not be opposed to that. Yep, like it. Robbie, Gamera versus Sarukian 2. Rodriguez versus Denise Gomez. Brian Battle versus Mike Malott. Don't hate that. Tim Means versus Jim Miller at UFC 300. Wildcard, I'll double down on Mo Usman versus Justin Taffa with the backstory of beating his brother, although I think Collier had the majority of success in both rounds one and two. What did you think about the eye poke? Do you think that like changed everything? Yes. I do too. <laughs> Flatly, yes. Always cheat. Always cheat, guys. Because I was hoping you're, yeah, that's if you're having said. trouble figuring an opponent, figuring opponent out or, or they're giving you some stylistic problems. You know what changed that style matchup real quick? Taking out one of their eyeballs. Yep. So it was a, it was like not a, I, I mean, it was accidental, but it was, I felt very avoidable. I really just felt like Mo was putting that finger out there, and I'm like, what else was going to happen besides him poking Jake Collier in the eyeball? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is it? The Jacob Malkoon disqualification was debatable. There are shots like this that just get warnings on the run every week. Uh, I know, this one was bad, though. There's this a lot. Like was, yeah, this, they're right, though. Fighters do get away with this, so it's almost like I'm glad they called it. And hopefully this is the start of something, but I, I understand that the nature of the comment is like, well, if you're going to call this one time, like what the hell, what the hell are we doing with some of the other ones? But this looked bad on the replay. You can see, man, it was just like, it was just like, right. It, it wasn't even like, I don't even think it was vaguely to the side of the head. It felt right in that square spot in the back. So ah, Jacob Malcolm, by the way, I had him as the, uh, as a part of a parlay. So thanks Jacob Malcolm. I got what I deserve. I have said some unkind things about the entertainment level of Jacob Malkoon fights in the past, so I got what I deserved. Jacob Malkoon, you 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 got me. You got me. I, I will watch what I say. No, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Uh, we end with Dad Jackson, <laughs> Mo Usman versus Chris Barnett, Charles Jordan versus Bryce Mitchell, Marina Rodriguez versus Lupe Godinez, Matush Gamrot versus Dustin Poirier. Wouldn't mind a rematch with Fazeev at all. Sucks to see the fight end this way. Hopefully Fazeev can make a speedy recovery after this. Again, very tough to match make at 55 because like everyone trains at the same gym. Poirier obviously trains at ATT with Gamrot, so I'm not sure how likely that would be. But again, 
there's so many fighters that train there. We have seen ATT versus ATT multiple times. They train at different times, train at different spaces. It can happen. So I'm not calling these doo-doo. It's almost impossible, but there you go. AK, you're up. All right. Not not too many. Again, you know, this was not uh, one of the more hyped cards of the... Mike, how, how good is it to be back in the Apex? I didn't realize it had been six weeks since we'd seen a beautiful Apex card. I didn't miss it at all. And now okay. we're going to get two, two more of them coming up before we get to 294. And I don't think we're... Oh, no, we're back there November 18th for, <laughs> for Brendan Allen's middleweighty middleweight title. And then I, th- and I think it's three in a row, right? Isn't there three in a row coming up? Three Apex cards in a row. No, is there? No, I could be wrong. Maybe not. Ne- maybe before the end. Maybe before the end of the year. Maybe not like next no. month or something. But no, we don't I have a run they, of Apex cards. Eight, they're not going to do one. No, there's just one. It's um. Wait, what's? Oh, okay. Wait, what's two? Th- oh yeah. yeah. November fourth in Sao Paulo. Oh, oh, right. We don't know. November eleventh at MSG. Eighteenth okay, at the okay. Apex. They're not going to do one Thanksgiving week, and then December second is oh, location CBD. We are December ninth. We are Maybe now China. in the midst. We are now in the midst of three straight Apex cards uh, after yes. next week's break. That's and right. The, I'm sorry. I, Dawson Green and November eighteenth, I believe, will be the final Apex card of the year. Possibly ever? No, of course not. No, 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 no. I don't know why I would even say that. Um, okay, I, I'll go to a couple of first timers here. Matthew Mullen, who actually emailed, uh, tried to send in picks a long time ago, missed the deadline, so this is Matthew Mullen's actual first uh, actual debut. Pretty simple: uh, Gamrot, Dan Hooker, and Bryce Mitchell, Laron Murphy. Two great matchups. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, our first timer on Twitter. How do I lose? I love this username, Gelato Jalapeno. Uh, we had. Well, I gotta be harsh here. I gotta be harsh here. We got a little doo doo. Oh doo-doo. no, Gelato Jalapeno. Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Evloyev or Satan. I like that. Funny. <laughs> uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Luana Pinero. That is doo doo. Luana Pinero, I believe, is booked to fight Amanda Hibas on November eighteenth. Yes. Okay, it happens. Uh, this one is not as bad. Brian Battle versus Jake Matthews. Uh, Jake Matthews is supposedly going to fight Michael Morales also on November eighteenth. That one, like, just I'm not broke. calling dude. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's not that dude. just broke Friday. That just broke Friday. Um, I you know people aren't hooked onto it, but uh, Gelato Jalapeno again. If you're if you're going to do Otno, Topology, SureDog, MMAfighting.com, you know Twitter, Twitter. Check out Twitter. See if it's a. I know it's a lot of research to be done, but anyway, thank you. Topology. It's so easy. Let's go to topology. Yeah, because they 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 will usually pick up anything, even if like we haven't confirmed it. It's at least you know being talked about, speculative. At least some reputable source has has mentioned it. So uh, go to topology. It's not hard. Uh, and uh, Charles Jordan versus uh, Billy Quarantillo. Yes, friends forever. I agree. Justin with a Y. Brian Battle versus the Parsons Medich winner, November eighteenth. Mo Usman versus uh, Augusto Sakai. Mike, I know Augusto Sakai is a free agent. I know technically he is not on the UFC roster. But until I see him booked for a fight outside the UFC, I am convinced that the King of the Apex will return, Mike. So I am allowing Augusto Sakai picks. Sure. His Apex residency should not be over. He's good for, he's good for three, shows, three shows a week. And, uh, you know, bring your friends. Bring your friends and family to see Augusto Sakai fight. Uh, Liam Perry, uh, same thing new here. Miles Johns, Kyler Phillips. I would love to see that fight. Miles Johns is so good. Brian Battle. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, Brian Battle versus Alex Morano and Joaquin Buckley winner, Mike, October 7th. Hmm. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. 
And uh, Liam Perry doing it right. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Pinheiro after she beats Amanda Hibas. So calling a shot there, saying that Pinheiro's going to beat Amanda Hibas and going to fight Marina. That'd be huge for uh, for Luana. Uh, Francesco, my brother in uh, Pimplet versus Ferguson. Uh, Gamrod versus Hooker. Again, a battle versus Ponzinibbio. Big step up. Mike, they can get that I don't one. mind it. I don't mind that's it. A big ste- that's a big step up for some of the guys he's been fighting. It's a tough one. I don't know. That's a tough one. Four Corner Sports and what? Did you read out Four Corner Sports and why? Am I crazy? Yes. You did. Okay. So, oh, th- thank you, Four Corner Sports. I just can't remember. I know he sends to both of us uh, usually. Uh, Eerie J, Gamrot versus Saint Denis Frivola winner. That would be awesome. Love it. Uh, ba- Battle versus Semmelsberger. I think that's the sweet spot. I think that's, you're right. You're in the right range there, Eerie J. Uh, Jordan versus Brito. So there you go, Mike. Uh, Bear O'Reilly, Rendon versus Nora Konol. Uh, Usman versus Arlovsky. I mean, we're going to go from Junior Tafa uh-huh. to Jake Collier uh-huh. to Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. I don't know. I think that seems... Uh... I mean, look, if they, if they book him against Arlovsky, we know exactly what they're trying to do. But I just feel like, I mean, that's like a 40 rank jump right there. That has a chance to be a bottom 10 fight of the year. <laughs> Reverse. That has, like, stinker written, like... <laughs> the Collier-Uzman fight felt like it lasted 45 minutes. Obviously, there was a long delay because of the iPhone. But, I mean, even before that, it was... Actually, I shouldn't say that. First, it actually wasn't a terrible fight. I, that's, that's probably unfair. I think the iPhone took a lot of wind, the wind out of it. Certainly the wind out of uh, Collier's sales and just made it nearly unwatchable. Usman versus Arlovsky would be... If they put that on a main card... That's Mal. You can't do that. That's gonna be. I don't the, care. That's gonna be the main card in Toronto. AK. You don't even. Gosh, and they'll say, "Oh, you're uh, Toronto's last chance to see the legendary Olasi." Which true, true. But I'll probably have to be in the building for that one. And God, that's gonna be a stinker. Don't put that in the main card, please. <laughs> uh, Means versus Malat. Oh boy, they want to build up uh, my boy Love Mike Malat. We'll I say. really yeah, like that fight. That's not bad. Uh, Miles Johns, Davy Grant, banger. Ige versus Chikaze, and Barry says, no idea if they have any affiliation, but I picked it just for the hashtag #GiIgeChikaze. I mean, that's <sighs> the right fight, but woof, woof. Though on the hashtag, <laughs> Barry, let's not let's not do this. Let's not do this. <laughs> Uh, closing out with IG, we got three people here. We got Jason Colburn, Battle versus Means, Bryce Mitchell versus Josh Emmett, Gamrat Pori, Gamrat Pori, Fazeev, Sarukian, somewhere down the road, obviously, not not anytime soon. Uh, Tino Alvarez, Rendon versus Chelsea Chandler. Anything else in here? Mohamed Uzman versus Cortez Acosta. I like that. I like that in the Budai uh, suggestion. Yeah, th- just throw these guys at each other to hope someone loses because so one of these guys has to be good, Mike. I don't know if Martin Budai is good. I don't know if Waldo Cortez Acosta is good. I don't know if Mo Usman is good. I think one of them is good. At Tri- least one triple of them is threat good. match. I love it. That'd be great. That'd a be ladder great. match. Malkun Petrosky. That's a weird pick. I don't know why Petrosky would want to take that fight, and I don't know if Malkun deserves it after that dumbassery of throwing that elbow on the ground. Uh, mean Salikov. Very good. Age appropriate fight. I like that. And we'll close with Gerard Biagin. Uh, not much new here. Uh, Rodriguez versus Jessica Andrade win, lose, or draw. So no matter what, no matter what in the Mackenzie Dern fight, which I think makes more sense. I think you're right. I think that the uh, Rodriguez Dern rematch wouldn't make a ton of sense. Miles Johns and Fareed Basharat. Ooh. Boy, that's fun. I feel like we're using Johns as like a, not a stepping stone, but like a, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. It's weird. I don't want to view Miles Johns as being I think I picked that fight. 
You might have. You might have. And yeah, uh, last one. I this I I'm glad to read this one last because this is from the I can't believe the guys had not fought before uh, list. Uh, Tim Means and Santiago Ponsonibios. So I swear I thought they fought or been booked, but nothing, nothing. Both been That's in the crazy. OC forever. Paths have never crossed. So that could be a great uh, crystal ball picture art. So I like that a lot. Guys, thank you for all the picks. If you want to uh, send those in, DM me on Al- uh, Alexander KK Lee on Instagram, Alexander K Lee, just one K on Twitter, Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Mike, where can they reach you? Hit me up on the IG, M underscore HeckJR. But the beauty is you don't have to hit us up at all this week because there will be oh, no yes. UFC card. <laughs> there will be no UFC card. Uh, there will and, no and be. Don't, and- don't ask us anything. Ask us nothing. Yeah. We're no. There will be no show. Um I I'm actually taking like all of next weekend off from MMA and combat in general. So yeah. That's nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh but then the following week we will react to UFC Vegas 80. I got to tell you AK, the more I look at this card, the less I dislike it. It's not bad. We got Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. Look, Good. Is, is that a that is about as apexy of a main event as, as we mm-hmm. could get, but good for Grant Dawson, good for Bobby Green. Joe Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. There is no effing way that fight gets to the cards. Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. Bill Algio versus Alexander Hernandez at 145. Philippe Linz versus Iwan Kutalaba, AK. We got Alex Morono versus Joaquin Buckley. We got Kanako Murata versus Vanessa Demopoulos. Is this we, Murata's first fight since she broke her arm? I think so. Yeah, yeah, wow. In the Raul Rosas Jr. sweepstakes fight, Jun- <laughs> Johnny Munoz Jr. versus Harichi Lang. <laughs> AK, we're getting Chris Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson on wow, this that's card. Good. That's good. Nate Manus versus Mateus Mundanka. Montana De La Rosa, J.J. Aldrich, Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Diana Belbita. Great matchup. That's not a bad card. This is pretty, pretty this decent. This is a good card. Is, is, can I, 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 you know, people know I've been dabbling in gambling recently. Can you, can you bet on a no contest? Is that a thing? Because I, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I just, as soon as you said Linz Kuchalaba, I'm like, something weird's going to happen. Both these guys always have, what, a what, bit of, have a bit of weirdness. But this, this is, is a nice looking imp- card. This is the important question, though. Let me let me try to get an answer here. It's the important question. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, six fight main card, uh-huh. but seven p.m. Eastern main card. So not too bad. Yeah, and was not it too twelve bad. fights. It feels like twelve fights. Uh, Somewhere. I, I believe it's twelve fights. Dirty dozen. Yeah, believe it's twelve fights. Four p.m. prelims. So this isn't bad. This isn't bad, AK. I hope this is not finalized. I think it will be a six fight main card when we get the official like final schedule, fight week schedule. It it's on the website as a six fight main card. Ugh, that means nothing. Websites are lies. Um, but but it probably will be. Because I, I, I think when they do a twelve, I think when they do twelve fights, they like to have six and six. Uh, yeah. This was eleven on Saturday, so they did six and five, which makes and it, I thought the pacing was really just right. I know again, like, I know it was a slow start to the card, but hey, if you're strategic and you just jumped in after you know, wait, like oh, I'm going to st- jump in the Tim Means fight. You saw a pretty solid, like, you know, uh, seven-fight card at that point. Or six-fights, whatever. Yeah. Six, seven-fight card. So be strategic. Be strategic with your time, people. This card looks really good, so I don't know when you're when you're going to want to jump in. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Especially after the break, I will be chomping at the bit, Mike, yes. for UFC action to return.
And then I, I'm just looking ahead. This is the the go home card for UFC 294, which will be UFC Vegas 81, October 14th. Sadiq Youssef versus Edson Barbosa in the main event. Great. Jennifer Maya versus Viviane Araujo. Jonathan Martinez versus Adrian Yanez T- on this card. TSB what the TSB TV. TSB TV. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pereira versus Mark Andre Barriol at 185 pounds. I love that. I love punishment bookings. I love I love <laughs> you missed weight. You missed weight. So you go from fighting Wonder Boy. You had a fight with Wonder Boy, Michelle Pereira. You had a you had a cherry fight with Wonder Boy, which you prob which you were, would have been favored to win if you had just made weight. And guess what? Instead, we're making you're bumping up to 185 for a fight with Marc Andre Barriot, which will do with win or lose, will do almost nothing for your career. So I hope we at least see the return of crazy Michelle Pereira. That that is my my best hope for this, and we might. And that's fine because Marc Andre yeah. Barriot and Eric Anders had a real good fight. Yes, like that ended up being really good. Uh, we're getting Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon on this card. Which the, is a great uh, fight. The the Raul Rosas Jr. Slayer. Yes. Ashley Yoder versus Emily DeCody. How? What do you mean how? <laughs> I, I so, it's it's I, I don't want how does Ashley Yoder why how is she still in the OC? I don't know. Okay. Look, she took she's had some time off. Maybe she comes back better than ever. Darren Ashley Elkins. Yoder, prove Darren, me wrong. Darren Elkins, Darren Elkins TJ Brown on this card. Nice. AK. There's not one, but there are two women's bantamweight fights on this card. Like legit women's no, bantamweight not. fights. No, there's not. Stop Arena it. Alexiva versus Melissa Dixon. Uh-huh. And Tynora Lisboa versus Ravena Oliveira. What? Two legit women's bantamweight fights. And is then Ravenna- <laughs> And then AK Keep going. Keep going. This is the one. This is the one that's going to bring everybody to the dance. <laughs> After Noche UFC, there was only one fight that needed to be run back. And it was not Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko 3. It's a flyweight fight. Edgar Chires, Daniel Lacerda 2, going down October 14th. Let's go. Not bad. Not bad. Two pretty decent Apex cards. This one's going to be and this one looks McKinney is super expected weird. to fight on this card as well. He's supposed to fight Chris Duncan, which would have been a great yeah. fight. We were supposed to get David Dvorak versus Tetsuro Tyra on this card yes. as well, which is kind yes. of a stinker that we, we lost, lost that one. So I there think you this card's going to be weird, man. Oh, this is going to be if, if Dawson Green has is like actually a quality card outside of they, they should have put the Lynn's Kuchalaba fight on that on this card. Then you would have just been like it'd have been friggin' early Halloween. <laughs> like we're just I don't know what this this fight this card's gonna have no contest, stub toes, uh, controversial decisions, weird stoppages. I I'm I am scared of the October 14th card. So right in time. So early Halloween. That's what I'm calling this card. Well, for it's a, a weird card. From a matchmaking perspective, challenge accepted. We will see you in two weeks back here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Always remember the golden rule. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. Have a great week, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.